I did an earlier segment about business plans and I really wanted to get back to it because I thought it was a really important subject to talk about again because I don't really think business owners understand the importance of having a business plan in place. Having a business plan to me is like having a Bible that essentially guides you to where you want to go over the course of your business. And without a proper business plan, how will you know where you want to get to? You know, there was a study done by the University of Oregon that basically said that business owners who had a business plan were 64% more likely to grow their business. They were two times more likely to have a successful business. And they were three times more likely to get a loan or a grant or an investor into their business. So really, without having a business plan, how do you know exactly where you're going and how do you know how to get there? Now when it comes to business plans, my point to this is really simple. All I want is the meat and potatoes. I don't want all the extras because that's what a business plan should be. It should be really the meat and potatoes because no one has the time to read all of the fluff and all the things that you potentially might do in order to build your business. Really, it comes down to six or seven things when you're writing a business plan. The first thing is have your executive summary ready to go. So really, executive summary is just a summary of what is the business, who you are, how you plan on growing the business, how much money do you potentially need, whether that be for equipment, leasehold improvements, working capital, how much money are you going to put in, if you're looking for an investor or the bank to put money in, how much are you expecting for them to put into the actual business itself. From that point, what you want to do is just really give them a summary of the business or a, or a company description. So really what you're going to want to do is just say, here's what the business is, whether you're selling a product or a service, you want to summarize those things in pretty good detail because that's critical. Then you basically want to give them an overview of how you're going to sell those things, whether that be, you know, via internet, retail store, or have basically a combination of the two. So really that's just a quick summary of the product and a description of how you're going to sell your product or your service. A real quick overview of the market analysis, who are your competitors, what is the market like, what is the overall potential of the market, what is your share of the market, where you're gonna market, how you're going to market, all those things are critical in understanding if you have a grasp of what the potential is and how you're going to get customers or consumers to buy from you and your business. Third critical thing is having a organizational chart. So who are the key players in your business? Obviously yourself, whether that be an administrator, whether that be an accountant, whether that be anybody that are go that's going to be critical for the success of your business in the early stages, or if you're an existing business, who are the key people that are really pushing forward your business and how are they having an impact on growing your business? The next part is, is as we quickly touched on, is what is your sales strategy? Are you going to have salespeople? Are you gonna basically just do marketing? Because at the end of the day, whether you have a great product or a great service, if you can't sell your product or service, then how are you gonna be a profitable business? 
So really having a good sales strategy is so important when it comes to having a business plan that it outlines potentially what the potential revenue is going to be and most importantly, what the potential profit is going to be. The next thing is, is really just a summary of what are your funding requirements. So how much money do you need? As I said earlier, it's tied up into your executive summary, but you might want to get into more great detail as far as the loan, how many years you expect to pay it off, what's the potential interest rate. All those factors are a big part of anybody making a decision whether to give you money from a bank, a government agency, or a potential investor. And then last and most important, are preparing your financial projections so that you know exactly what the potential 12-month revenue is, the cost of goods, your potential expenses are going to be, and your net profit before taxes and after taxes. And why I say that last point is because depending on what province or what state you're in is understanding the tax implications behind uh, your business. Because if you're making a profit, trust me, the government wants a piece of the action and you'll want to know exactly what that piece is. So I say is prepare a 12-month rolling projected revenue uh, stream also do your cash flow because cash flow is critical again i can't stress that enough cash flow is critical in understanding how much cash you're going to need based on the expenses that you have based on the cost of your product when you expect to pay for that product and how you're going to have enough money to service that it gives you an indicator whether you need to go out get a business line of credit have credit available anything that you're going to need in order to have a successful business is pointed out in the cash flow and that's why I stress on that. And then lastly is your balance sheet. So your balance sheet is essentially just an asset and liabilities and where do you see as far as the strength of your business and where you see your liabilities are. Once you summarize all that into one particular business plan, what's great about that is, is that you can take all of this information, you can input it into a software like QuickBooks Cloud, and then what you can do is then you can actually match it against what your actual sales are. So you could say, here are my sales projected for year one, and then as you're going along in each month, you can actually see what your sales are, what your cost of goods sold, what your expenses are, and if there's anything that you need to adjust, you can do it on a month-to-month -month basis. You know, I had a family member of mine who basically went out of business because they didn't prepare a business plan. They also didn't understand exactly what their expenses are. And at the end of the year, they didn't realize how much money they had lost. And each year they were losing up to $100,000. By year three, they were tapped out of cash and they lost everything. So I can't stress enough to how important is to having a business plan. And if you need someone to help you, come to a company like ours, Phoenix Management. I've been doing this for over 10 years, helping businesses build a proper business plan. We've got a great, unique way of building out a plan. I'm introducing a new thing called the micro business plan. And that business plan will essentially help you summarize all your information into one short summary business plan with three years of projected revenue, expenses, cash flow, balance sheet, all those things that a bank is going to need in order to build your business. And the great thing about it is, is that it doesn't cost you $2,500 or $1,500. It's less than $1,000 
can be done within seven to 10 business days. And you can give that to a bank and be assured that it's going to be satisfactory enough in order to get the capital that you need. So as again, I stress to any entrepreneur or any existing business, get your business plan done, prepare your roadmap for success. And I promise you, you will be successful. This is Lamar Van Dusen signing off for Phoenix Management. I look forward to every entrepreneur and business owner being successful and building a great business. Thank you. For many entrepreneurs, we want to understand what is good credit, how do we get good credit, what it means for us now and in the future, and how do we maintain good credit. So first of all, I'll start with what is credit personally and for the business. When you're starting off a business, you want to make sure that you have very good credit because that's critical for getting any type of financing that you'll need for the business. So what is good credit? Uh, In Canada, from a banking perspective, a credit score on Equifax is around 700 to above 720 is considered a pretty good score. Now in Equifax, it shows as relatively good or good, but doesn't show as great. But from a bank's perspective, having a credit score of around 700 to 720 and above is considered really good and they'll probably give you better rates at that score. Now anything below 700, getting to around 680 is a good score, which means that you're likely to get a loan potentially, but the rates may be a little bit higher, Um, but you'll still be able to qualify for some loans or some lines of credit. Um, 650 is sort of the lowest that you can go as far as having credit for any type of funding. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't get funding, but getting it from an A bank such as TD, RBC, Scotia is going to be a little bit more challenging if your credit score is below 650. Um, There's certain criteria, especially when it comes to the government loans, where your credit score has to be above 650 or higher in order to get financing. Now, there's three types of areas where you can get your credit score, and that is Equifax, TransUnion, and then there's a thing called your Beacon score. Now, your Beacon score is a score of over a period of the lifetime of when you started getting credit. So that score tends to be a little bit less than what you would have traditionally with your Equifax and your TransUnion. Now let me explain the difference between Equifax and TransUnion is Equifax is generally used by most of the banks in Canada. and it gives you a snapshot of what your score is as of today and what i mean by that is is that say for example your score six months ago was 650 well today it might be 700 because you paid off all your bills you were current when you were supposed to pay you're not uh high leverage so there's many reasons why your score today may be higher or lower than what it was three to six months ago 
And same with TransUnion. TransUnion uh, operates pretty much the same manner. They give you a credit score. But what a lot of uh, lenders or a lot of individuals don't know is that some of the reporting people do not report to TransUnion that would report to Equifax. In most cases, everybody reports to Equifax. And the reason for that is, is because the cost to uh, sign up, the cost to pull credit reports is less when it comes to uh, TransUnion than it is for Equifax. And so for a lot of people, uh, they do use Equifax, but it is a little bit more expensive. And TransUnion, uh, just for note, RBC is the only company that would actually uh, use TransUnion without actually using Equifax. So if your score may be a little bit higher on TransUnion than it is on Equifax, just for note. Um, the second thing about your credit score that's very important is is how to understand how to get a good credit score. So there's three criteria in having a good credit score. Is one obviously is making sure that you're paying on time. So if your monthly bill is due on the 15th, is making sure that at least you pay the minimum on the 15th, or you pay a little bit higher on the 15th. The second is, is the amount of leverage that you have on your credit facilities outstanding at the time of reporting. So let me explain this. So say for example, you have a credit card or a line of credit for $1,000. If your credit card or your line of credit is maxed or above maxed or at the 80 to 90 percentile of your credit uh, limit, then what's going to happen is, is that your credit score is going to be significantly reduced because it's saying to all of the other lenders that you're always maxed at the limits and you're utilizing uh, the, the credit to the fullest without paying it down. So what I always recommend to all of the uh, entrepreneurs out there is on the t day of uh, reporting is try to get it down to at least a minimum of 30 to 40 percent of what the credit facility is available so if your limit is a thousand dollars then what you want to do is be able to get it down to 300 and max $400 on all of your credit facilities that you have. So 40% of whatever your credit facilities are, you wanna be across the board. So say for example, one is 10,000 and the other one is 2,000 and you've maxed out the 2,000, what you wanna do is maybe shift over some of that credit that you have on the 10,000 and bring down the 2,000 so that it's a below 40%. When you do that, what's gonna happen is your credit is going to recognize that you're not at full utilization, you're paying on time, and that basically uh, you're a good person to lend to. And if you do that consistently over the course of your uh, lifetime, your score will be in the 700s to 800s. Now, in a perfect world, if you could pay everything off and be down to zero at the time of when it's reported, that would be optimal. But if you can't do that, Maintain 30 to 40% and you'll have a very solid credit score. Uh, the third thing is, is how many credit facilities you do have. So if you have, say for example, one credit card or two credit cards and you're again, have smaller limits, but you're always maxed out, what it's gonna show is, is that you can't manage the accounts that you have and that it's gonna highly affect basically your debt service ratios and your scores are gonna go down. So what I always recommend is have at least two or three credit scores and have, for example, one line of credit. And what that will do is allow you to have 
uh, three utilizations and if you can maintain them at 30 to 40 percent then what that's going to do is show that you can maintain your credit utilize it properly and it will give you a good credit rating what that's going to impact is a few things it's going to impact you getting uh, a, a car loan uh, a mortgage it's going to impact your getting a business loan all those things are taken into consideration when you're trying to grow and trying to expand whether it be personally or for business and it's going to affect the rates that you get so really understand that the rates are going to be highly impacted if you're at a lower credit score and the lower credit score you go then you have to go from traditional to a B lender from a B lender to a C lender and those rates can be anywhere between 6, 8, 12, 25% and that's what you want to stay away from because that will be a killer for you and I've seen so many people get into these issues where they're at low credit scores, they've got a lot of good things happening for them but ultimately what will happen is, is that their credit scores will be so low that they've got to go to a tier 2 or a tier 3 and then when that happens then uh, they're in the cycle of always trying to figure out how to pay down their debts in order to get a good credit score and it just takes years upon years in order to get out of this cycle get out of this circle and get into a really good situation so I would say please maintain uh, a really good credit score in the future it's going to impact how you get uh, loans uh, what's available for those types of loans and how your business grows so if there's any future advice that you need feel free to contact me, Lamar Van Dusen at Phoenix Management, and we'll be definitely able to help you out and guide you through uh, making sure that you have a positive credit score so that you can get the loans that you need to grow your business. Thanks, and have a great day.